The recording has begun. We are recording. Scooby Dooby Dooba Dooby Doo. Shout out to Willie for these uh, Mockstar stickers. I got one on my laptop right now. Oh, Chris, you seen these? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. No, you gave me one last week. They I look gotta, a fish. I gotta throw it on something. Yeah. Soup's a fish. Welcome to the Mock Stars Podcast. I am Evan Kunai, one of your hosts, and I'm joined by my two favorite colleagues. I've got Jordan Garcia. Hey, what's up? And Christopher Ritter. Yo. And today we're actually diving right into our set review. This is the first of six. We're talking about Blue first. So uh, to dive right in, we are going to talk about our socials, where you can find us in the description below. Follow our link tree and... What, Jordan? What? You're looking at me like I need to say something. What set are we reviewing? Oh, God, we're reviewing. Oh, God, Phyrexia. All will be one. We're talking about Phyrexia. All will be one. Uh, Today, we're covering blue. And we've all chosen two of each, like, rare or mythic, and two uncommon or common. We're not going to cover every single card because that is just insane. So many podcasts do it anyway. Like, go listen to their three-hour episodes. I just don't want to make that shit. Yeah, we want to make this poppy and really just, like, hit all the points that are necessary. Just, like, I don't want to cover unnecessary, like, cards that just have no bearing on like the game overall like they talking about some dope cards yeah every common will have an impact in draft in limited whatever but um i I don't feel like they need all the coverage in the world so uh we've chosen yeah two mythics a piece or two mythic and rares a piece and then two commons and uncommons jordan do you want to kick us off i'll kick us off if you guys aren't sick of me talking about this card already, you're about to be because it's super good. It is Blue Sun's Twilight. Uh, I'm loving the cycles. The set is gassed up as a whole, uh, and this is no exception. So I will say, in addendum to what we spoke about it last time, there is actually a, a card from Magic's history that is like this. An X-Blue-Blue X gain control of target creature. There's no upside on it, though. There is no, if X is five or more, copy that creature. Well, yeah, this has a crazy upside. This has crazy, crazy, crazy upside. Um, and even then, then, it's now standard legal again. And uh, holy crap, I'm really excited to play this card. Getting to, able to steal creatures, especially low on curve or like on top end, the huge flexibility, I think it's going to be sick. Uh, it's a blue card, so of course I love it. And I think uh, the tempo plays you're going to get out of this, just being able to like match up against you know mono red where they're just burn aggro strategies lots of low drop creatures being able to steal that creature get a blocker it it just will help swing games in a way that blue doesn't typically get you know there's a lot of bounce effects there's a lot of counter spells but there's not really a way that blue has especially in standard right now to deal with something like this so i think that's going to be a nice little shake them up i'm excited to see it i'm excited to put it in my gin deck and make all the mono red decks sad yeah, for me, this is the best in the Twilight cycle. Like any of the Suns, you know, uh, Twilights, this one just screams pure power and versatility over the rest of them. Because there's a, uh, I don't know, a level of uh, conditions need to be met for the other ones where this one is just like, no, you just take something. Creatures are always going to be present. Creatures are king. In like even in commander multiple formats, I think that's why this card for me is is the best is because it 
has flexibility across multiple formats to be in commander to take you know someone's commander away from them and then potentially create a copy of it yes you lose the copy but it's just there's just so much versatility there's an etb on it you get the exactly yeah you get so many etb triggers imagine like just paying the additional for a dock side like let's say you made x5 for stealing a dock side and then you just got two dock sides off of it like the mana you generated from that likely greater than what you spent so it's still like a crazy like ramp spell um, yeah, the the floor on this card is actually still pretty decent. Like, yeah. given that there are creatures in on the battlefield, which this is magic, there are going to be creatures. So I think it's going to be pretty hot. Yeah, I guess you don't you gain control of it, so it doesn't re-enter, but you do create the token that would enter, giving you Correct. the ETB. So you have to yes. get the five if you want. I was ETBs. slightly confused, but now I understand. But These are new cards. Yeah, new cards, also good cards. Chris, what are you chewing on right now? Uh. Uh, I should speak into the mic. <laughs> I, I think that's a good idea. Uh, so I guess first from blue, I want to talk about... Actually, I think I buried the lead. Uh, I have zero interest in this set. Uh, in terms of the... Oh, wow. Uh, you know, I'm only playing Commander right now, and I don't think there's a single card in this set that I want to put in any of my five decks that I've built right now. Uh, I don't think it's a bad set. I think it has strong internal uh, mechanics. I think there's lots of interesting things here for other strategies just not anything that i'm playing nothing's like peaking your fancy right now. uh no that's yeah n- literally a not a single card i have no pre-orders pending i have like nothing it's so funny because it's a gassed up set it is yeah yeah it's very it, gassed to the general public it's not necessarily gassed to any particular style so like everything is just very generally good yeah yeah strong internal mechanics uh yeah. definitely some stuff for for uh other strategies so uh the perspective i'm coming into this set review with is like oh here are some very strong cards for sure i i, I think uh so uh Tekuthal inquiry dominus uh which is you know again uh taking another card out of the cycles that are in this set yeah the dominus uh, cycle crazy crazy good uh I think all five of them are strong. Uh, this one in particular, uh, if you would pl- proliferate, proliferate uh, twice instead. Proliferate. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Uh, Got to get that button. Super strong. Any anytime, anytime you double anything in magic, it is just a super strong effect. Um, I accept. You know, I expect this to be. You know, no exception, especially because proliferate by itself is super strong. Yeah. So. Um, I mean, people are were. Well, today they released that um, what the rules committee had said there were no bans because people were concerned with like poison counters and toxic, and this would like take that to the next level. But they're not concerned about it. Um, but I think that this, if you let me see it, poison, yeah, if you put a poison counter on somebody and then you put this on the battlefield and you just happen to trigger proliferate, that game is ending so fast. I mean, I'm a fan of fast clocks and magic. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't think yeah, it's a really bad thing, especially when you're not doing it in a way that's just breaking the game. This requires setup. That's multiple pieces. Yeah, you got to yep. connect with creatures. Like, there's a lot of, not necessarily, I guess, there are a few sorceries and instants that'll do it. But it's a mythic, too. It's a, it's a mythic. So the odds of you seeing this in, like, even in draft is, is very slim. Yeah. I think there's a lot of strong cards in this set, but I don't think the set mechanics, like, the poison corrupted and stuff is anything that's going to break like commander or anything more yeah than it is. Mm-hmm. it's exactly there uh you know there's lots of big fish in in that pond right you know i, I don't, I don't think it's, it's going to take over and like you know, proliferate's been around forever and yes i think it is like underrepresented for how strong it is i don't think this set is changing 
the texture of the landscape. I don't think like proliferates just now broken in half. It's got some more fun toys to play with. This almost does break it, but it doesn't. It's like getting to the point. You know, it's like you build yeah. a Traxa deck. You can build it a million different ways. A proliferate with an amount of counters they've been putting into the game, just like says, play any strategy that involves any type of counter, and it'll work with any proliferate. And we're starting to see more and more and more of them popping up with these random counters that are like, hey, it's not too bad to proliferate that too. Yeah, Ability counters sometimes. Yeah, I think that if you're building anything with proliferate, it includes this. Oh, yeah, for sure. If that's your strategy, I don't see why you wouldn't. Yeah, anything with counters almost requires a package for proliferation yeah and for sure and you know talking about internal synergies in this set you know uh oil counters are another thing besides poison counters that you want to double plus one plus one counters you also want to double those um and then also another thing on this dominus uh you know remove three counters and put an indestructible counter on there yeah there you go that's nice keep your doubling effect permanent yeah right (laughs) why not and the fact that proliferate is just not a single target counter it's every possible counter you're like yeah i'll get an extra plus and plus counter and why not have an additional indestructible counter on here right yeah yeah i think you can put this so far out of reach that like there are i can't remember if there's a card in this set that removes counters there has to be right but heartless act would have been a great reprint here that'd be really sick yeah if only yeah i think that all the dominus with their ability to put indestructible counters on things by meeting some sort of condition mm-hmm. is incredibly strong yeah and you know you have move counter around effects like the myojin cycle from neon kamigawa hey if you're doing a token you know if you're doing counter shenanigans and attracts already maybe there's a reason to throw one of those myojin in your deck and then you can have two indestructible counters on one of them it stays indestructible and then you still get the effect that that you get by removing an indestructible counter. I don't know. There's shenanigans. You can do shenanigans. Definitely shenanigans will be involved. Yeah. This is a great card. I I think it's definitely worthy to talk about. Real good card. Evan, what are you talking about? I'm actually going to take a slice of this mythic pie. There's not a lot of mythics here in the blue blue slot. There's only three. So I'm talking about Jace, the Perfected Mind. Two blue and a Phyrexian blue, legendary planeswalker. Um... It's pretty good. Like, I think as far as uh, Jace's go, Jace has had some bad cards in the past, and this one is not bad. This one's actually pretty darn good. So, uh, until you're ne- you can plus one until your next turn, up to one target creature gets neg three, neg O until, or just, yeah, until your next turn. So, it, it can go all the way around the table and not be able to deal damage. That's very flexible in Commander because a lot of things will say when it deals combat damage, you know, um, get an effect and so if you can take something down to zero it'll never deal that combat damage and uh, until your next turn in which case you can just keep like nerfing that card uh minus two target player mills three cards then if a graveyard has 20 or more cards in it you draw three cards otherwise you draw a card that <laughs> that a minus two yeah the minus two he comes in at what loyalty five he comes in at five but you can He'll come at three if you decide to... I see, okay. He's the one completed Planeswalker from this whole set that comes in. So if you pay two blue, two life, he comes in with three loyalty, the amount of mana that you spent to cast him. Uh, The other ones come in with less. I see. So uh, a great conversion uh, for for the amount of mana spent here. So, yeah. Night two draw three cards is pretty goddamn good. Yeah, Ancestral Recall seems like a pretty good card. Like, drawing three cards, I know it's like... You can mill yourself with it too. 
Then if a graveyard has 20 or more cards in it, you draw three cards. There's also tons of games where a mill strategy is not even necessary to hit that requirement. Yeah, I could see this being played in just that mono blue standard. Like milling to like give yourself more instants and sorceries in the grave for mm-hmm. the haughty gin would be kind of hot. Pretty spice. Yeah. Uh, and the final ability, minus X. Target player mills three times X cards. If you pay the four mana and it comes in with five loyalty... They mill 15 cards. I think I'm willing to sacrifice the Jace for that instant, like just that instant ability, especially in draft, whereas a 40-card deck. Hmm. It's just like you get late enough in the game and you happen to like eliminate their options. I think that's a like a pretty viable strategy and a pretty viable ability just to like... Yeah, I mean, if he's already been running the board a little bit, you've gotten some yeah. good value out of mm-hmm. it. Drawn three cards, neg three something, won a few combats, and you're like, yeah, why the fuck not? Let's yeah. say you pay the four mana and keep ticking them up and then neg x and all of a sudden it's just crazy crazy milling yeah, yeah this this card uh this jace reads sort of like jace memory adept almost at two mm. mana less when you when you figure it for the phyrexian mana which is a good rate it's a, it's a decent card at that rate bro hear me out what if you proliferated jace <laughs> is that a mechanic in this that'd be set? insane and there's then- jace mirror master which uh creates a <laughs> copy that's a token of itself so yeah. kind of yeah imagine yeah oh my god just imagine proliferating this and then being like you cast it out it lives a turn and then you keep proliferating it and then you're like all right now i'm gonna neg for minus eight yeah you know it's like 24 cards down the drain yeah it starts getting a lot better yeah it gets really good i think yeah if you happen to get both this and the dominus in the same deck wow just absolutely wow um yeah pretty fun guy I like these Planeswalkers. I like seeing the dual casting costs and stuff. Very interesting. It's funny. I think the monocolored Planeswalkers from the set are the strongest like Planeswalkers we've seen in a while. Yeah. No, they're very cool. Yeah, I feel like there was a cycle of like just shitty Planeswalkers nobody wanted to play. And now we're starting to see some kind of interesting ones. Yeah. Uh, all right, moving on. I'm going to talk about my last mythic. Uh, Iker Moon Gauntlet. Talking about putting more counters on things. Holy God. Yo. Um. So it's an artifact. Its first ability is good. Its second ability is fantastic. Its first ability says planeswalkers you control have zero proliferate and neg 12 take an extra turn. Uh, Giving planeswalkers abilities, that's a first as far as I can tell. Giving them new loyalty abilities specifically. Yeah, they've had this on other cards like... uh what nickel nickel bolus god pharaoh or not the god pharaoh one but the uh it, one of them from war of the spark uh that guy and then um the casmina enigma sage that we talked about gives every other uh planeswalker the abilities that she has so but true still a very no, new concept she gives them the ability or she gets the abilities that other planeswalker has. no she gives all other okay. planeswalkers yeah that's true that is something that gives planeswalkers yeah. abilities pretty untouched concept uh maybe we'll see more kind of coming down the pipeline of giving granting abilities to planeswalkers that'd be kind of a fun new take on super friends yeah who knows if this just scratches the surface um also proliferating really really good uh, the second portion is what I'm more excited about, and it says, whenever you cast a non-creature spell, my ears perk up when I hear that, <laughs> uh, choose a counter on target permanent. Put an additional counter of that kind on that permanent. So it's essentially a proliferation. It's, but it's yeah. not. But it's not. <laughs> For some reason. For some reason. That could be broken? That could be broken. That does not make me think that this card is not broken. Notably, this is more flexible because it says put an additional counter of that kind on that permanent they're like when you take up a planeswalker you're not 
putting a counter on it, you are paying the cost for an ability, right? This puts the counter on it. So if you have anything like uh, Vorinclex out, it actually doubles the number of counters that go on it. Yeah. Well, look at that. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty nifty. I think it's really good. There's, you know, historically, whenever you cast a non-creature spell blank with no restriction is good. <laughs> uh, we've seen it with, like, Paradox Engine, you know, all this kind of crazy shit. Uh, this, I think, is where we'll start to see proliferation get truly, truly, truly busted. Um, it, like, whatever strategy we see from it, there's mana rocks that once you proliferate them, they generate more mana, which, you know, is really good when you're trying to cast tons of non-creature spells. All of a sudden, you're looking at a proliferate storm deck coming around the corner. I don't know. Yeah, Astral Cornucopia is exactly with yeah. yeah, so I think we'll, time will tell to see, like, how far proliferate goes in, like, the greater meta scheme of things. But uh, I think it's very, very good. Yeah, I wonder what Everflowing Chalice looks like. Right, yeah. Like with Anything with Sunburst. Yeah. Correct. Wow. Yeah, yeah, just do it for one. You can just be in blue, you know, and then get as far as you need to go. Yeah, you can uh, tick your blast zone up and stuff blast like that. Zones, There's a lot yeah. of flexibility. Chalice of the Void. I challenge you to go out there and just figure out how to break this card because it's so easy to do it. It just hasn't been done quite yet because it's so new. And I really am shocked that they did not put, uh, you know, once per turn on this, like as far as that trigger goes. Yes. It's just, it's just asking it. for a chain like for you to like break this and combo off and uh end the game i guess that's what we just have been seeing more and more often yeah counter focused displacer kitten <laughs> yeah exactly um my next rare or yeah is mind splice apparatus it's another artifact from the set that talks about well Non-creature spells in a way, instance and sorcery specifically, but it's the first blue rare to talk about oil counters. It is three and a blue artifact with flash. At the beginning of your upkeep, put an oil counter on mind spice apparatus. Instant and sorcery spells you cast cost one less to cast for each oil counter on mind spice apparatus. Wow. I think yeah, yeah. making self cheaper is great. It is yeah. great. It's uh, essentially affinity almost. Like just based off of the counters. This is just better than a card that I thought was going to be like great and expensive. Font of Magic from Baldur's Gate in Commander. Yeah. It's uh, three and a blue for an enchantment. Does not have flash, notably. But it says instants and sorceries cost uh, X less, where X is the number of times you've cast your commander from the command zone this game. So I thought that was going to be good. This is way way better like it is an artifact it's a little bit easier to hit enchantments are notably just like harder to target most of the time but this is uh this is real nice it's gonna make extra turn spells feel real easy yeah, yeah and and also in blue uh if things can be cast at instant speed i, I mean that's almost like the baseline right like, you know mm. versus the other card that didn't quite make the cut oh gross sorcery speed disgusting yeah this uh this in proliferate again just making your stuff cheaper there's there's so many payoffs just to just to proliferate i feel like they've been towing the line with this concept a lot recently of like instant sorcery spell reduction you're seeing in a lot of different areas and uh different mechanics and stuff i think this one is by far the best mm -hmm. like of all the stuff we've seen recently uh i think this one does it the most does it the best does it the fastest does it at instant speed and it's proliferatable, as we said. Pretty freaking easy to do. Yeah, notably, it doesn't enter the battlefield with an oil counter, so it doesn't like come in, make things cheaper. So the turn you flash it in, mm -hmm. it does nothing. Yeah, it, it's similar to as foretold in that way. 
Right. Correct. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Although I guess as foretold, you can still play your zero mana spells. Truth. <laughs> Truth. Truth. Yeah, your uh, your mana crypts for free. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see if it yeah. keeps up. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, the reason it, it has flash though. So the the upside is you flash it out of the end step, go into your upkeep, put the oil counter on it, mm-hmm. and then then you're cooking with gas. Like it's it's such a small caveat. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you can just hold up mana during your opponent's turn just it almost sends red flags to your opponent just to be like, I mean, yeah, they have something. It's I what blue likes what to blue, do. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And like, I feel also feel like that's what blue likes to do, but not always is that the best. Like you're holding up the counter spell, but not always do you have the alternative. I mean, it's having your cake and eating it too. It's right, like literally. you're holding up the man for the counter spell if you need it. And if you don't need it, hey, cast this little thing with flash. The yeah. more good things we have with flash or instant speed, like the better essentially because you do get the versatility of casting your entire hand at instant speed whenever you want. Yeah, if you can hold your counter spell and cast this instead and go into your upkeep and then it's like, oh my counter spell now costs yeah, we, less. We had a game uh last week where you had a ley line of anticipation out and just right? man that unbelievable makes yeah, all exactly. the difference. Yeah, it goes a long way. So yeah, yeah, put more flash on things. I love blue. All right, Ritter, you've got one more for us. Oh, yeah. Uh, Microsynth Lattice makes everything artifacts. Don't worry about it. It's good. It combos with everything. It, yeah. It, it's broken. Absolute combo town. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely great card. Not Microsynth Lattice. Yeah. Uh, what what was I supposed to talk encroaching about? Encroaching Microsynth. Yeah. You know what? I had one of the words, right? You, it is Microsynth Lattice. Yeah. Which is it, the original effect. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I was technically correct. <laughs> it's just blue now. Yeah, yeah. So it's three and a blue artifact. Non-land permanents you control are artifacts in addition to their other types. The same is true for permanents, permanent spells you control and non-land permanent cards you own that aren't on the battlefield. They definitely did their homework when, uh, you know, like wording this thing yeah i i believe it's the same wording that's on the black version that's in the necron dynasties uh are you talking conspiracy no okay i'll shut the fuck up (laughs) yeah (laughs) you shut up i I forget what the one in the warhammer uh deck is called but it's effectively the same effect okay yeah uh, great card, gonna be almost useless in draft, but we'll we'll see what that means. Oh, I think it's gonna be hot trash in draft. I mean, yeah. but I don't know in draft in recent sets too. Like if even if you're doing chaos draft or block draft, or you know if, if that exists really, but uh, so much artifact related stuff going on. Yeah, you know you do get some incidental value. Obviously, the value here is in legacy formats, like eternal formats. And, I think if you're doing like a legacy cube where like artifacts are just busted, busted exactly. This would be so yeah. much fun. This would be yeah. really psychotic. Your affinity decks would just pop up. Yeah, you could do some off, some crazy, crazy nonsense. Yeah, I mean, there's a thousand ways to break having a lot of artifacts. This is just making it way easier for Another you. Another way, yeah. Yeah. Turns out artifacts are good. Okay, so uh, moving on to our uncommons and commons. Uh, make it quick. We've got Font of Progress. That's my first one. It is an uncommon artifact for the set, and it reads uh, one blue mana. Font of Progress enters the battlefield, two oil counters on it, pay three, tap it. Target player mills X cards, where X is the number of oil counters on Font of Progress. Did we mention Proliferate's good? Yeah, uh, and if you can what double do? those counters as well, like, you know, you're going to be milling lots of cards yeah, if you mill, want. Mill is notably powerful in limited or draft. You know what? I, I We see Wizards giving Mill more decent support lately. It has, yeah. Like, in every set, you get a couple decent Mill cards. Like AFR you know, got us, like, Tasha's Hideous Laughter, which yeah. is one of the best top-end spells for... Like just absolute blowouts for the mm-hmm. mill thing, and now we're just seeing kind of like those engines that support it. 
Right. Yeah. Pretty cool. Or the Jace that we just talked about. True. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Those two in combination are going to be crazy. Icar Moon Gauntlet with you know pay, with a zero ability to proliferate, giving this another oil counter would be pretty cool. Uh, my other common is actually Prologue to Phyresis. It's one in a blue instant. Each opponent gets a poison counter and then draw a card. Hey. Yeah, I actually think this is uh, pretty crazy, and it could see play in other formats. Like, in Pauper, where now we're seeing commons that have just, like, proliferate, this can pop off. I wonder if Popper is the format where, like, some of this, like, corrupted uh, strategies start kind of coming through, maybe? Yeah. Like, you can, there's a lot of support on the common slot, and, um, I mean, other formats have just too strong of strategies, but... Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think that's very, very potentially very cool. I think it's going to be great in in the set. Like as far as drafting, I think that's what I'm going to be targeting when I go blue for sure. Right, uh, Jordan. What do you got for yours? I got some fun ones here. I've already seen some people building some standard decks with the new set, um, and this one I think is going to be a little shake 'em up. Uh, Distorted curiosity. It is two and a blue for a sorcery with Corrupted. The first time I think we've seen Corrupted on one of these cards we've talked about. Yep. Uh, this spell costs two less to cast if an opponent has three or more poison counters. That is the Corrupted mechanic. Um, the spell is draw two freaking cards. So two and a blue, draw two cards, or if someone has three or more poison counters, it's a single blue, draw two. Two-thirds of an Ancestral Recall, what up? Uh, standard legal. Uh, I think it's going to be really good. Like, I think there's a lot of low-end cards uh, that are just haphazardly giving everybody oil counters. Uh, I've heard proliferation's pretty decent, and I don't think there's going to be... If you're in the deck, I don't think having three is going to be hard at all. I think it's going to be hard to kill somebody with it, unless you have something crazy going on. I don't think having three is bad. And I do like seeing a payoff for a poison counter-like effect that is not just killing your opponent. Yeah, because card, if you don't make it, then it's just like the whole strategy just didn't work. Yeah, this card doesn't say your goal is to kill your opponent with poison counters. This uh, this card says your goal is to get to three so that I can draw two cards right. with one mana. And I think that's the huge upside with the corrupted here is like the set the set is supporting the whole poison counter concept outside of just get them to ten, kill them. And I think that is really valuable and what we didn't get last time in Infect. Yeah, and uh, I they're thinking about the draft environment, right? Where like there's so many, you know, so many cards with Toxic where you're giving incidental poison counters and you're not expecting to get to 10. You know, give them a reason to give them those poison poison counters. And once you get to three, which seems very achievable, it's three unblocked creatures with Toxic 1. Uh, you're you're going to start to get some good effects. Right? Yeah. Really great payoffs. Yeah. yeah. Like great highly costed cards or like great like low cost cards, high, high impact. So uh, I think that's going to be really sick. Uh, the other nifty little guy if he is willing to load for me right now and oh boy i can't wait to tell you about it well i'll talk about one uh thrumming bird you yes, know yeah. dude, let's go you know what uh it's a one one flying toxic one uh right no not toxic one or when it deals combat damage proliferate yes yeah so talking about you know getting to three poison counters this guy has an evasive ability that you know he's gonna get in there you get one poison counter now you got two yeah um i was just reading today there's actually really cool text and uh, i'm gonna talk about it on a different card too but it's like toxic adds up it doesn't isn't just like one instance of like if you get something toxic one like with one of these blue cards um and you give it toxic one again and toxic one again it now has toxic three uh. yeah the instances add up so um 
yeah, throwing birds really gonna like go crazy if you're able to like get some toxic, you know, touch somebody with a little bit of toxicity. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great. dabble, do you? Yeah, a great little reprint. I don't know if y'all knew that, but it's a little reprint. Oh, yeah. Okay. Thrumming Bird was, I can't remember what set it was originally printed in, but it's been around for a while. I always wanted to put it in a Traxa for that, like, hey, it's a one, one, one flyer with evasion, comes through, proliferates before the end step, so you can still get some payoff. Yeah, I think it was a great card to bring back for this set. Yeah, yeah, Very yeah. fun little reprint. Uh, I did find the card I was talking about. Thank there you we go. for finally loading. Uh, it is called Minor Misstep. It is an instant for one blue counter target spell with mana value one or less. So people are re- relating this, obviously, to Mental Misstep, which is a Phyrexian blue mana to do just one? Yes, just exclusively one. Exclusively one, yeah. So you lose out on the flexibility of having a free counter spell, but the upside is you can counter... Zero CMC spells. Is that better? Absolutely not. It is not better than mental mistake. <laughs> but it is something you can do. But it is something that is being printed and you can spend money on it. Yeah, and that is yeah, what Wizards but... of the Coast loves to see. Um, there's going to be some hilarious times where you counter someone's mana crypt and they're just going to throw it out turn one thinking they're fine and you're just like, actually, hold on, bud. I mean, that yeah. is a good play. Actually. It's very silly, very funny, and I'd fuck with it. But mental misstep is really, really good at the commander dilemma which is the fact that there are four people playing instead of one person or two people playing so if being last in turn order drastically reduces your your odds of winning that game right especially if you have this in your list it's like you have this in your starting hand unless you can play it like through other means like gemstone caverns you're well what i'm saying is that on, on being last in turn order, mental misstep helped you claw back oh, right, because right, you right, had right. interaction before you were able to hit a land drop, which is really important in competitive settings. I should have let you finish your point. Yes. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, now, this is requiring you to hold up one blue mana for a shitty counter spell instead of like a, an offer you can't refuse, swan song like that, which is the same mana cost, in which case I don't really think this card's that great. And I don't think it's going to see a lot of play. Although I like to see new counter spells. So you brought it up just to drag it. It's new in the set. You know, okay. Yeah. True. Yeah. Sometimes it it when you compare it to those other cards, it really does show how off center it is compared to like those other ones. Like it doesn't it doesn't quite uh, carry the same power at all. Yeah. Hundred percent. All right, Ritter, you got one more for us. Serum snare. Bounce Whoa. something. Proliferate if it's CMC three or less. Ooh. Probably going to get played in standard, Ooh. right? Sounds yeah. good enough. Yeah. It, Seems pretty damn good. Jordan, you were just playing. Uh, mono blue standard and you used to play what was what was the card that bounces a thing it's um you're talking about fading, fading hope? yeah fading hope yeah but i i need instants and sorceries so that's not my deck but there is probably some world where this exists for sure um emery is a freaking menace in historic brawl especially in the competitive thing it's pretty pretty good and i think emery's gonna be seeing just a lot of gas in general with all the artifacts coming out that are blue for some reason uh, I think there's definitely one of them for sure. Yeah, CMC three or less, like it's gonna hit lots of stuff. Oh, yeah, just, this, this so. is an instant. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, bro. Do you think I'm talking about sorcery speed crap? On this <laughs> I, I don't know. You didn't read the do whole card. It's not even out yet. Speed? They even freaking printed them. Oh man. All right. Well, I'm actually sold. Let's do it. I'm in 100. Yeah, it's just one more mana. I know that fading hope was just fading hope is great, but. 
I mean, that proliferate, it's worth one colorless. Yeah, if you have the payoff there for it, if you're running, you know, like, I know some people run a few Planeswalkers in there as their top end, like, I could definitely see running that instead because that huge upside of proliferating some uh, Teferis. There might be a relevant corrupted ability in blue, such as one that you named in this podcast. I forget what it was called, but I think it draws you two cards. Uh, Yeah, Distorted Curiosity. Nice, dude. Yeah. Uh, Well, I think that about does it for our blue set review. Uh, We're going to call it here. There are tons of other cards to talk about, but we could do that for the next three hours. We're not going to. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. This has been the Mock Stars podcast, and we will see you next time. See you in 30 seconds. Yeah. (laughs) Bye.